Disclaimer, we are not therapists or doctors. What we speak about is from personal experience and outside knowledge from other resources. So if you get any value or something we say resonates with you, amazing. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. We believe in empowered choices. So take what is for you and leave what isn't. Welcome to Leave Room with your host, Leisha and Ellie. This space is your safe haven to explore and embody what it means for you to be a woman. We are a community built by women for women, aka you, baby. Join us in these episodes for humorous, intimate conversations that will inspire, educate, and leave you feeling proud to be a woman. Woo! (laughs) I feel like a lot of this started from Instagram. And the rise of women commenting on other women's like photos and videos of underwear or bodysuits being like, my meat curtains could never. And then we would send them to each other. That actually is. Yeah, we were. (laughs) I distinctly remember being on our patio in Arizona and I think we were tanning like either. I definitely wasn't tanning nude. I don't think either one of us was tanning nude, but we essentially wore very little clothing. A, because Arizona is hot as balls. Mm-hmm. and B because we had this really great patio where a tree kind of like covered majority mm-hmm. of it so we could like, a tree I know and so I think we were laying in our underwear and like I don't know if like one of us sort of was like falling out of our string that covers our labia and that are we like you had that bodysuit at one point yeah so I think it started there I just remember being like laying on our futon that we had out there and being Mm -hmm. like also like height of luxury in Arizona is having a futon that's meant for indoors on your bed (laughs) yeah unless it's monsoon season and we have to get up at 3 a.m to pull it inside which is annoying trash (laughs) that does happen um it was really cute futon on your patio sounds like we had some like bachelorette pad but it was actually very well tasteful so cute and if you ever live with Leisha or get the pleasure of seeing where she's living it's always great like thank god for you because I like nice things I won't put the effort into having them though Uh, this goes most mostly towards me folding a couch like (laughs) one of the folding a couch blanket I'm one of those people who really likes for like everything after it's used to be put away like photographically like okay Mm -hmm. this is always draped over this and if I go to someone else's house and Mm -hmm. like they have things askew if this doesn't tell you anything when I went to my therapist office her one of her pillows was flipped upside down so I flipped it correctly and then I told her I don't feel like I can get comfortable on her couch because it's cream and I don't want to put my feet on it this was mine to work through obviously and Ellie was like use the blanket leave it where it is I'm going to use it later (laughs) yeah I'm like I'll, I'll just be back on this couch tomorrow or like later today anyway and the AC would hit that spot so that's true it was chilly um I love our our rabbit trails our bunny trails (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay back yeah to- that's it was born us like sun's hanging outside just like coochies out and I think we were getting really comfortable living with another woman that we felt safe with because you and I from day one got along really well like we shared a full-size bed you me and your cat for like four nights and we're like wow this woman's kind of cool I actually could live with her so then 
from there actually living together and being like, oh, I can exist exactly however I am, how I would alone in front of this person. That's kind of uncomfortable because what if they judge me and then realizing that we weren't judging each other because we had the same shit going on, like, yeah, like our freaking <laughs> big meat pockets. <laughs> I want to call them labials instead of just labia. Labials. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's incredibly true. Like, it's not that I've ever had discomfort with like female nudity, but I definitely sense there wasn't a lot of like exploration around my sexuality. I definitely was like, am I into it if I see a woman naked? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just fun to like be super free. And this, this was also around the conversation of like, I feel like there's a perception because I am a coach, because I've been in the fitness industry, fitness model, things like that, that like, I'm just crazy confident or mm-hmm. really good at like projecting them. Not to say that I'm not confident, but I definitely had, like, we all, I, I sense, like, carry our shame spots where there are aspects of our bodies that were like, oh, I just don't know if that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. And I think this launched into the conversation of, like, porn and our first yeah. time, like, my first time ever really seeing, like, different women's bodies because seeing a woman's body, like, is immediately tied to like sex. It's mm-hmm. it's so crazy because like it's I comparison, yeah, a ton of like nude dudes and just be like whatever. Yeah. Be like one nude woman and it's like because of our socialization, it's just like pleasure, sex, mm-hmm. eroticism. And I'm and like we sexualize ah. females. We sexualize yeah. the female body. So if you see it, you, thus you think of sex, you're into it. <laughs> even if you're even if you're like a straight woman, you're probably still gonna think more of sex when you see a nude woman than you would if you see a new man. If I just see a nude man, I'm just like, "Mm." yeah, scrotums are there, but they are. That is a whole other conversation we need to have sometime because I was just telling the guys the other day how I'm very like demisexual and how I don't really want to see a guy's dick when I'm first like with him. But then like the longer I'm with him, the more I'm just like, oh, now I want to see it. Like, even if I'm like, I'm attracted to you, I'm like into you. It takes me a while to be like, yeah, show me that thing. <laughs> yeah, I have to, I agree. There's like an emotional connection that's got to be formed or I just feel very averse. I'm just like, don't, no, 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 no. Yeah. You're showing me something I don't want to see. I feel that way about just like physical connection as we know, and that's something that we'll mm-hmm. like get into. At that was definitely a future episode. Um, But what you made me think of is when you're talking about like porn seeing other women's bodies, this is such a funny story that I was so embarrassed about, but I was like, 16 or 17 and I was finally I had like dated a couple boys but it was like dating like we didn't even really kiss and I finally was like dating a boy that I was like oh things were were happening like we were making out and like things were progressing and I remember texting my best friend at the time because I didn't know what to do with like shaving I had like never really shaved down there and I've had this conversation. Oh my gosh. But wait, wait, this gets better. It's awful. <laughs> so I'm at the mall with my other friend and I like texting her about it. And I'm like, Hey, like, cause her and her boyfriend had been going out for a few months. I'm like, Hey, like I'm thinking about this. Like, they had been like for a few months, <laughs> <laughs> they hadn't had snacks yet, oh. um, but they did end up doing it because apparently in God's eyes, they were married. 
whole other conversation. Um, but, 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 so I was like kind of vague about it. I didn't want to be super direct because I was uncomfortable with like saying like vagina or like pubic hair, but I was like, Hey, like, what do you think guys like, like totally shaven, shaved or like hair? Like, I don't know what to do. And basically sent that message to her to be like, what do you do? What do you think I should do? It went to my mother. <laughs> no. It went to my mother and it was 20 minutes before I was supposed to meet her in Kohl's at the mall so she could take me and my friend home. And I lost it. I definitely thought I was going to shit myself. Your real name um, isn't Ellie. That's not your real mom. You put <laughs> your life down. <laughs> I'm like, somebody put me down. Uh, So me and my friend just like walked to find her in the mall. And I just see her and like, she doesn't act like anything's wrong. And I was just like, okay, okay, this is fine. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. As soon as we drop off my friend, she, she doesn't even ask me like anything about like the message specific. She's just like referring. She's like, so she's like, are you in insert name of boy I was dating? Um, having sex. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, mom, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I think I made up some excuse of like, I was just thinking about it. Like, I don't even know anything about that. And I was just going to ask her about it because of my friend. And I was just like trying to do anything except admit that I was actually thinking about shaving my pubic hair for my boyfriend. Oh my God. That is so terrifying. I feel like I've had two instances of that in my life where I've accidentally texted the person. Like I didn't, it's like subconsciously like don't text that person. And that's who you text. That mm-hmm. is so mortifying for a 16 year old. And I also feel like it's such a like interesting reflection of like womanhood, the sort of initiation into womanhood from mothers, from like our, our elders, like we don't have these like really beautiful transitions into like, cause it's going to come either way. And I feel like Western society is very like let's just not talk about it. Let's let mm-hmm. schools let's ignore it. it. And then it's like, well, then why Who's are we abstinent? having so many teen pregnancies if we're not telling kids how to use condoms and how you even get pregnant in the first place in that there's only about five to six days a month that you can actually get pregnant if you have a normal cycle. Yeah. And also like teaching young girls and boys and however someone identifies like how to respect and honor yourself and not like give into peer pressure and like do what you want versus what they want. Like, yeah, you no, know, I saw, I followed the love drive on Instagram and he was we saying love how- the love drive. We do. <laughs> and <laughs> when I was single, I just like followed him constantly and just tried to like manifest <laughs> him into falling in love with me. And it never happened. I'm like, I'm going to comment on this. He's going to notice me at a 5,000 women. It's like great. every other woman that is thinking the exact same thing. I know. I know. Um, and it worked out fine because I love my boyfriend dear, dearly. Um, but he has these like asked me a question and someone was like, do you guys like hair down there? And he goes, who gives a fuck what guys like? And I was like, exactly. Mm-hmm. He's like, what do you want? Do you want hair down there? Do you not want hair down there? Like my boyfriend, this podcast y'all is going to be literally so <laughs> unfiltered. But like my boyfriend, I think he would actually be okay if I had like a straight up jungle down there. But I personally like to be hairless. I don't like any hair and maybe like a little patch on the front on occasion. And even then I'm annoyed that I have to like think about like how I want to Cause I just like curate it. Like I just can't, 
I'm pretty sure. And I know why too. I've like, I cannot do the like full shave. And I'm, I am thinking about, <laughs> I'm thinking about your vagina. Um, but the ways ours are different. The top of mine, like it's just, it's just like the labians. It's like scoops under. So if I shave everything, there's like this whole spot that is so uncomfortable to shave. It is like the worst yeah. thing in my life. I have gone full shave like two times in my life because it that like area is the most uncomfortable thing, A, to shave and B, when it grows back. And I feel like I've seen other women's vaginas like that, but I've also seen other women's vaginas that don't have that. Like it just goes right in. And so mine, like I literally, I don't even know how to describe it other than like, it's a little pocket, like scoops up. It's got a little, whoop, it's like a little claw, little, little handbag. <laughs> it's a little purse. Uh, a little satchel. Um, but it's literally like when you like have a little indent on one of those like plastic boxes. <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. But if I shave that, it's fucking awful. There have been like one guy. So like the last serious, like serious, serious relationship I was in for like three years. Um, we just like joked around one day. We're like, let's shave everything off, and we were both like, we're never doing that again. And there was one guy I like hooked up with last year who's like, I like everything shaved, and I was like. I haven't done that in so long. Let me try it again. And then it was a reminder that I was like, absolutely not. So I like to clean things up, but I leave the top. And I had a couple guys just like love the landing strip. So I'm like, landing strip it is if I put in any effort. There you go. You know, and that's the thing. It's like what I've learned, what I have learned. And we're going to- What I learned at Bandcamp is- We're going to get back to like, actually, I'm totally happy that this is flowing, but- um. What I have learned at the almost age of 36 is men are filthy. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I cannot. The the right ones are too. How many? Yes, they are. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, oh no, I do not feel fresh. I am not like, I don't smell like a bouquet of roses down there. Back when I used to think that like putting scented things down there was like actually (sighs) my vagina has like a nice natural smell and I like love mm-hmm. it now but I'll tell you there was definitely a time that I was just like I wanted to smell like anything else um I wanted to just smell like the MGM hotel in Vegas <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted um, candy. I wanted to smell like Hollister oh my god <laughs> let me spray that down there <laughs> I wanted to smell like Clinique Happy okay so then I just realized though that like men that are into being down there are they don't care they legitimately do not yes care. it has been a deciding factor for me on like a partner on if they go down on me and if they like clearly like it like men who love it men who do it for their own pleasure that's so fantastic because I definitely give blowjobs for my own pleasure as we know (laughs) that'll be yeah <laughs> well that's you but I, no, feel- I was like we'll talk about oral at another point like, oh yeah yeah rabbit hole but um, yeah um that also makes me think of like so Ryan and I I live with two guys and we were talking about he just recently learned about when women come off of birth control and like how their smell and their attraction changes I feel like the same thing with guys like when a man is with a woman that he's like truly fully into he's also obsessed with her smell. Like we're, we're into each other's pheromones. And I know you have a whole thing about body odor. I don't think you'll ever be into BO no matter how much you love somebody, but there is a certain level of like your must, your smell, like your, how everything tastes, how everything smells that they're like, I don't care if you just sweat for three hours. Like that's hot. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have my limits on it, but I definitely <laughs> feel like when I like if it was a zombie apocalypse or something and deodorant was no longer available, I'd get over it a little mm. bit. Some people, I happen to have a taste in men that is like e- like either Eastern European or like Italian or Greek. And let me just tell you that they are smelly men, like they're hairy, smelly men and they're a little extra smelly. So I am very clear that like, I don't get down with that, but I will say like, I I think scent is such an interesting thing. Cause I got off birth control when I was in a relationship and I was literally like, don't have any desire to stay with this person. I broke up with him like six months later and we'd been together for five years. And I feel like yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it's more of like a, a male thing and it's not necessarily that I'm not into like my primal connection, but every boyfriend I've had is like a weird, like, like literally just wants to like, like, uh, moms do to their infants where they just like smell their foreheads. Like I feel like sometimes in my face, I'll hear a boyfriend like sniffing, like my hair tendrils are like getting up his nose. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I just like how you smell. Jared would literally stick his head in my armpit and just like live there. The last guy I dated did that. It was so, I was like, I thought first I thought it was weird. And I was like, I'm really into this. Like, I love how much you love my smell. He would, we would like be cuddling and he would literally just like, his head would be on my my armpit and he would smell me. And he's like, "Mm." whole just, yeah. It's definitely like a, um, I'm appreciated. Like I feel sexy. I feel. Yeah. I'm like, you're into me. You are into me. If you like how I smell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, like it's just 100%. Been, it's, there's been some breakthroughs for me recently around those kinds of things and like getting fully comfortable in my body. And mm-hmm. I think it has a lot to do with being in a really good relationship. But mm-hmm. let's go back to the original trauma. The, <laughs> yeah. The OG wound of like why I didn't, because we were talking like porn, like yeah. why I, stopped, I started rejecting my body because A, I have a dark, darker like vulva. So it's like- Can we talk a, about that. So yeah. Like, so I have like relatively tan, fairish skin sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I can get tan in the summer, but I, I tend to be kind of like a yellow color. Like I'm part Hawaiian. So people think I'm olive and I'm like, nope. Um, but everything is kind of like the same exact color. I have like light, like pinkish mauve colored nipples. <laughs> Everyone needs to know this. But well, they down- say the color of your nip- color of your nipple is the color of your lips. Yeah, that makes sense. Sense. color on right now, but I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah like anywho. Think- but down there for you is dark mm-hmm. AF. It is like the deepest, richest purple, mm-hmm. and then when it opens up, it's like hot pink, like fuchsia down there. And mm-hmm. I remember like, like when a beautiful I watched flower. Porn, Right. I mean, now I feel that way, but there is definitely yeah. a time where I was like, I am wrong. And I even looked mm-hmm. into like getting shit bleached down there and was like, oh no, I need to have a bleached asshole because Kanye said so. And oh, then I noticed, <laughs> I noticed like all these women having nothing hanging out. It was like, everything was tucked up all nice and I don't yeah. know. Christmas present and I was just like okay well mine isn't like that and one side is a little bit longer than the other so what the heck and I remember I had a boyfriend who literally was drunk one night 
and his head was between my legs like we were just like kind of drunk kind of like legs mm-hmm. spread after sex just like hanging out and he, he was like resting his head on my leg and he was like you were like actually what roast beef looks like and I remember being like I know you're not trying to hurt my feelings right now but everything about that makes me feel like shame oh. and I'm wrong yeah. and I had never had like a very deep like fear or disconnection to my labia before that and then Mm -hmm. after that I kind of always felt the shame and I remember like one time we were out at a pool and I had on like a skimpy bathing suit and he was like you need to like wear more cloth like you're just gonna fall out of that and it was his own like dislike of me like showing my body and stuff but it was enough to make me just feel like well, if I could chop this off, then I would. So I've like looked into labiaplasties and now I'm just like, you know what? I like want, I'm down for a dude who literally is like here for, for all the roast beef, mm-hmm. or whatever, like put the whole thing <laughs> in his mouth and just like the whole roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, yeah. it is like part of this podcast is to give representation to that because there's so many different bodies. And when I was saying like feeling confident, like I did. And that was like one thing that I just didn't want to be like on display. So in sex positions, like I didn't want it to be like all Mm. out there. And if I was getting oral, I'd always be like, let's hurry this up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There was, um, so same thing with mine. Well, not same thing, but similar thing. I had a friend growing up and I don't remember, we were like getting changed in her bedroom at one point. And so we were both changing our underwear and I like just brief glance at her and I was like, there's, it's just like, it's like that, like that, it looks like that. And I was like, there's nothing, it's like Barbie doll um, and two lips. And I was just like, I, so I had a lot of shame, like internal shame, never talked to anybody about masturbating growing up. And as I got older, my body was changing and like my labia was changing. Like my, I think we talked about this a lot. Like personally, my inner labia um, started to become longer than my outer labia. Like one of them just like hangs out and I started to get so freaked out. And there's at one point I convinced myself that I was being punished because I was masturbating too much. And that I was like stretching my labia out. Like all these stories were going through my head of what was wrong. And I would literally, <laughs> there's no TMI on this podcast. I would like pull my outer labia and then like kind of tuck my inner labia and like try to tuck them in to like stay in there and then like close them and just kind of hope that they would like kind of just stay in there and maybe I could just like keep it even nobody and I wasn't sleeping with anybody this was just like a I'm insecure about what's going on down there and camel toes and oh my god and then in high school when I finally started wearing leggings and yoga pants I would wear a panty liner anytime I would wear them because like that seam is right. Also, can we talk about why we're putting a seam right in the middle of fucking yoga pants and like There's gotta be a better way to like build these things. There doesn't need to be a seam there. Like it could just be a um but yeah, the seam is right there. So I had camel toe and I'm 16 and I don't want anybody to comment on it. So then you know you find out, oh well, if I wear a panty liner, then it like has a little barrier. Ridiculous shit. And going down this whole path of like shame for masturbating shame yeah. for like my body because I saw one other person's body and like is this normal is there something wrong with me am I gonna die do I have cancer just because my labia is hanging out and meanwhile you go into health class and they just tell you um you know 
you have sex with a woman and she can get pregnant. They don't tell you about your cycle. They don't tell you about the variations in your body and what different things can look like. And that that's okay because we can't talk about those things. That's uncomfortable. That's sex. That's, and then nobody talks about it. Your parents aren't talking about it. Nobody's teaching you about it. And then you're completely uninformed. I have a, a sister who, when she got her period, nobody told her what it was. She told my dad what was happening and he just goes, I'm sorry. And then she thinks she's dying. Oh my God. Because she's bleeding out. I'm like, oh, where is the education here? Because that all it takes is education. And you got people afraid that if we educate people, they're just going to have more sex. And I'm like, that's probably but the opposite. We also use more orgasms. Truthfully, yeah. it really is. And this is another reason for this podcast. Like, I mean, not that I think teenagers should get a hold of this podcast by any means, but I do hope that it will like open up conversations even just amongst women of like if you have a best friend and you guys haven't talked about your labia look I'm not saying everybody needs to but I am saying that these are ways in which we get to reclaim and re-empower ourselves as women is to be like you the way that you are is right and me the way that I am is right instead Mm -hmm. of like comparison which we are constantly taught to have with other women and it was like a fun, just like bonding experience for us to be like, oh my gosh, our labia menorah, like they peek out a little bit. They say mm-hmm. hi. <laughs> and <laughs> so I felt like that was just also when you were talking about like getting camel toe and like wearing panty liners, I was thinking about how dudes though, if like their dick sticks out while they're wearing like basketball shorts or something or gray sweatpants, we're all like, oh my God. Yeah, the whole trend about like men in gray sweatpants and their dick flopping around, and I'm like, mm-hmm. why is that hot? But like, you can't. You see my camel toe, and I'm wrong. I'm reclaiming that. Like when it shows up, I have a pair of yoga pants right now that when I wear it, it's there, and I'm like, that's hot. I'm doing that. There was also this was years ago, right after Call Her Daddy was started. I was listening to an episode, and this guy was on there, and he was talking about how much he loves like big meaty labia, and I was like. I feel hot. Okay, thank you, sir. That was all I needed to hear. Yeah, they, there's a reclamation happening because I there's even a comedian. She has like, um, I forget what her name is, but she's got a shirt that says like, we shared her, I think, back and forth. And her message is, oh, man, it's not going to say, I'm not going to remember off the top of my head. It's something like, I don't know. But I was thinking to myself too, that partially like being a woman, especially a young woman is like, you don't want any of your sexual parts or what could be perceived as sexual to be showing because there Mm. is something weird about like, say you have a camel toe and a dude's just like staring at your camel toe. It's like, it's such a desired thing for like a woman to like stare at a dude's junk, but then like, which I've, I was in sociology in college and they talked about a lot of different social experiments. So just like side note, sidebar, um, men actually look at each other's dicks while walking by each other more than women do like I actually I don't look at a dude's package unless it's like in rarely ever do I either yeah it's just like wow and you like everyone's looking at it because like we can't help it it's obvious I'm not looking for it though I don't look for it because the only time I'm gonna like want to search for it is if I'm already making out and I'm on top of you like then I'm gonna feel for it but I'm not I'm not going out of my way to look at some guy's package yeah. So I, I mean, essentially what we're saying with leave room is everyone go get yourself a roast beef sandwich. That should be 
We're going to make t-shirts that say leave room and it's just a roast beef sandwich and nobody, unless you're in No it, context. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be dripping like, on the other side. Ooh, like. Yeah. It's going to be very pink. Yeah. Um, I love that idea. I you just get on Canva right now. Yeah. I mean, so let's go over. Can you hear that? No. Okay. Thank God. There's, I live in a really cute neighborhood. Um, but there's a guy who has a snack truck and it's like a little golf cart that he has snacks on, but he's playing music down the street. He like sells them to people. Yeah. It's like an ice cream truck, except he doesn't have to have a cooler. Does he sell roast beef sandwiches? Mm, I should ask him. <laughs> I want to say okay. like a edible something that Ooh. is I don't know. I think roast an edible line, an edible. We just have if when I was gonna say if when we have our live event, there has to be a, a sandwich booth, and it only sells roast beef sandwiches. That would actually be fantastic. <laughs> um, I want to back up one second just to make a note of this, and then I also again another podcast episode idea. But um, the discomfort of a man staring at a woman's body, like if you have a camel toe, there's so much effort in that women especially put in to making sure that a man doesn't look at her sexually because she's able to like keep herself safe, quote unquote. It's been something I've been like unlearning recently are what are the things I'm not doing? What are the things I'm not wearing? What are the things I'm not saying? Because I'm afraid of a man sexualizing me and thus me being a target. And how can I take that ownership back? How can I take that power back and still protect myself? Um, so if I want to have a camel toe, I'm going to, if I want to never wear a bra, I'm going to. Yeah. I think that's a really, it's so many layers of like reclamation mm-hmm. and also, yeah, you gotta, you gotta try it out and see what works. It wasn't until I would say the past year that I've been totally okay with like my nips just out. I don't know why, but I have mm-hmm. like, I don't have fake tits and I have perpetually hard nipples. I just do. I don't know. They're just always like out. And so I never liked working out, I guess they just, they're just like happy to be here. And so I'm always like, oh no, I feel like the Austin Powers, like, hi guys, how you doing? I just feel like I, especially like if I was around family or I'm like, this is inappropriate. Mm. And then I'm like, is it inappropriate? Because now I wear like a lot of tight crop tops and body suits Mm. and things like that. And I was like, no, I want to feel very feminine and very just sensual which is a word that gets very confused with sexual mm, yes uh. my nipples are a great erogenous zone for me personally mm-hmm. so I love when they're just like out because it just mm-hmm. feels very freeing to me but I definitely still have my moments because it was literally only the past year I wouldn't ever work out in a sports bra where you could like see my nipples mm-hmm. um it was a joke because you lived with me for nine months and I never wear a bra <laughs> I rubbed off on you I honestly think Arizona was like a great help in that because it was just so fucking hot and I haven't worn bras in like at least five or six years. I used to only wear push-up bras because I always wanted to have like bigger tits and now I'm just like, oh, I'm so happy that butts are back. Mm, mm, mm. Give me some big hips and a big booty. I'm going to do butt day tomorrow with, with Ryan. Nice. Get it. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I think we should go over really quickly before we wrap it up all of the yeah. different words and ways. So mm. I read a book in 2018, 17, something like that called Pussy, a Reclamation. And mm-hmm. I had to practice saying the word pussy out loud because I was so mortified to say pussy. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh, no. And I would always just say vagina, even though that's incorrect. Mm. So I would just be like, vagina, it's a vagina. So vulva. Vulva owners. So for all the vulva owners out there, we have a list of words Mm -hmm. that have, I wonder if there's more words for like a woman's vulva than there is a man. For a man's. Oh, hands down. Has to be. Some of these I really like. One of them is really funny because it's snatch, which is an actual fitness move. <laughs> so we snatch in fitness and it's where you have like a weighted dumbbell and you're in like a like deadlift position and then the weight goes over your head. And I am 12 years old anytime I'm coaching it at 45 and I have to be like, okay, we're going to do a snatch. <laughs> and like how many people there actually have heard or are even thinking about that? All of us are thinking it. Do you have the list? Where's the list? Is it on our list? I have the list. I have the list. Uh, It was in the meeting notes. I didn't move it to the teaser. Um, So it's in the old list. Um, I have it. It's popping up right now. Yeah. Popping this pussy. Okay. Um, First. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them are repeated. (laughs) Okay. Do you want me to say the C word? Yeah. You see the C word. Cause that's still one that I think is like so aggressive. Um, let me take off the there's a couple of these that are <laughs> repeated um okay I will happily say the c word because I have reclaimed that I think it's not awful as long as you're not like calling somebody it um also you work with Australians they love that word so do British people go for it let's see Hunt. oh she said it twat but JJ fever Box. Snatch. Muff. Muff is one of my favorites. <laughs> Cookie. Hoo-ha. Lady bits. Yoni. Flower. Oh, I want to say the second one. Will you say mine? Peach. Hoonani. That's a good one. Kitty. Snapper. Snapper? Coochie. I say coochie all the time because I love that word. <laughs> meat wallet beef lips and then of course the actual word which many more people have been catching on to vulva is our actual what people like to call the vagina which is the vaginal opening the whole thing is the vulva yeah um vulva puppets now fun story growing up my mother drove a volvo (laughs) and my grandma sometimes would be like the vulva and genuinely she meant that she wasn't thinking of vaginas when she said that oh my god I love we love my grandma she also called um my dog chloe she called her cleo the pony right yeah i have that to look forward to when i'm old cleo miss cleopatra she was like the or miss cleo she was the um psychic online on tv oh yeah yeah Call me right now. Well, those are 
our coochie words of the day. Um, write in, write in. Wow. Please write in. Write in. Um, Michael Beckwith said that on his podcast. He said things that you've written in. And I was just like, we are still saying writing in. Okay. Um, people are for him. We don't have a P.O. box yet. Cute. And we're not going to give you guys our address. So that would be really cute if we have a P.O. box and people write in or write us an email at hello at leaveroom.com. Or, um, or message us IG. on IG leave room podcast Um, or you can message us personally because y'all know us but yeah if you got more words for the coochie let us know we'll read them we'll read them next time um but yeah we have much more to come on all things labia (laughs) joking because i said to come to come to come c-o-m-e um (laughs) more things to come on all things labia vulva what it means to be a woman this isn't even all about yakuchi this is about all things to be a woman and the mess and the joy and the beautifulness that that is yeah yeah anything to add stay classy uh i guess just um we're really excited we're really excited for this journey together as a community this isn't about just Mm -hmm. ellie and i we know Mm -hmm. that if we're talking about it there are women out there who are also looking for a safe space to explore themselves to understand themselves deeper to laugh maybe cry like one of my favorite things about conversation between women is once we all start to realize like we have so much more in common there we let go of the stories we've been told about ourselves. And I think I've been sharing on my podcast for sure about certain things. I had one episode around sexuality and it was like, it's like the number one listen to. And I'm just like, y'all are curious. (laughs) That's what they want. To know. And it's because there's not a lot of safe spaces and you heard our stories of growing up. Like we didn't have any sort of initiation or you know, into womanhood and understanding. It's just like, boom, you're a woman, don't get pregnant. So this is going to be a really fun journey that we're all going to learn together. And we don't claim to be perfectionists or experts around it. We just want to leave room for all of it to take up space. Yeah. Hell yeah. The more we can share our own stories, the more we have like understanding and compassion for, you know, everything that you're going through, everything other women are going through. And just knowing that, it's all normal at the end of the day. If you're going through it, it's okay. Someone else is going through it. And that's the biggest lie that can be told in our times is that you're alone. Mm-mm. You ain't alone. Even if our stories are a little different out there, like there's something going on somewhere that somebody is having something similar. So yeah, yeah we're really excited to talk more about this. Stay tuned and we will chat with you real soon. Bye. Bye. If you're listening to this before any other episodes have dropped, get your coochie in the Facebook group. Here's why. We have a ton of cool shit for you. And as we said, this community is built by women for women. So join the movement and let's build this thing together. Here's what's in store for you. First access to episodes recorded live in the Facebook group. Live Q&As during the episode to answer your burning questions. Nothing's off the table. Be entered to win one of three juicy gifts sourced from female-owned companies. And make an impact on generations to come because your energy and input matters here. Go to the episode description to join the group or search for Leave Room on Facebook. We'll see you there.